This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the podcast A Real Man Would with Chris Liss and Yahoo Sports' Dalton Del Don. What's going on, Dalton? This is going to be a quick one because... Uh, Heather's aunt is here, and she's got to babysit Sasha, and she really wants to go to sleep, and this podcast is interfering with that, so we're going to do this pretty quick. Well, you threw me for a loop, not only two days earlier than usual, but you kept changing the time, so I'm I'm okay, too. I'm tired. I just got back from a trip with with Brad Evans for a couple Facebook Live shots talking about the uh, National Draft Day for for Yahoo, so I I actually didn't actually get home until like 2 a.m. last night. Was, was Brad Evans making you drink, or were you making him drink? Well, it was two. It was two days of that. between you and Brad Evans. I, I had to drive home from a Sacramento airport. I'm not saying that the the first night was the was the real late one, and then to to top it off, had to, didn't get to sleep until the next night that late. So that's my complaint. Between you and Brad Evans, which one of you is the real man, and which one is the nutless monkey? I think you know the answer to that. Well, and which is obviously me. Come on, come on. I, okay. I, I, yeah. All right. All right. He, uh, in All his right. defense, he did uh, offer a nice, uh, really expensive shot of tequila before he went on air the first night. So, so at his house. Okay. So, so he has his own studio, by the okay. way, which is really pretty nice down in his uh, cellar. So, so what's going on, Liz? Actually, I've, I've, I'll throw some, some things at you right away, okay? There are two breaking news stories in the sports world, big time, in the past three hours. Yeah, I know. The basketball trade. So sick of basketball, but go ahead. I know. I was going to say, can you name the other? The other, oh yeah, uh, John Jones got uh, go. busted yeah. for steroids. Yeah, you realize this is like I'm on Mike Twitter, Tyson. Yeah. I know you don't care about, you don't even like basketball that much, but obviously a Dreon uh, replaced me last week, and he's he's the best. So you follow it a little. I know you really don't like UFC, but this is like Tyson going to prison for f- twice the amount of time. I mean, he's done in his prime. I mean, this is this is a really big deal. I guess, but I mean, you take MMA that seriously, like heavyweight boxing back in the day, and Tyson was like a national phenomenon. I mean, he was just, you know, maybe the most famous athlete in the world at that time. You know, maybe besides Michael Jordan. And you know, I mean, MMA really—it's a fringe sport. May I think you're really underrating it, but I do, I do agree that, that when I heard there's like a few and John Jones. I mean, look, let me ask this. Okay, Lily, do you know who John Jones is? Do I know? I mean, no, I'm talking to. Uh, He's the best Sasha's cousin here, and she, she doesn't know. She's a she's Lily's like a thirty year old woman. I hope I didn't advance the age more than she is. Um, and uh, and she's like you know knows sports, like follows New York sports, and she doesn't really know who John Jones is. Michelle, do you know who John Jones is? Yeah, no, MMA is fringe. 
not John Paul Jones, not the Led Zeppelin bassist. No. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't, you know, it's like he's not, I mean, yeah, it's a big deal for MMA. I told you, MMA is weak. Do you understand he's the best ever? I've heard, question. I've heard it. Okay, I mean, the only loss he has is like he was doing 90 degrees. What about Conor McGregor? He's not, he's better than Conor. I mean, I know it's a different weight class, but like he's bigger for his weight class than McGregor is for his. Yeah, he's the best ever. He, the only loss was like doing 90 degree angle elbows, like which means like he was killing the guy and, and it was just a disqualification. He, he, was, he was literally killing the guy. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> destroying him. And even like Cormier, who's like a really smart fighter, the guy who just who was just stripped the title, lost second. I was like, I don't like him as a person, but he's by far the best ever in the sport. So anyway, I understand that you think it's fringe. They make some money, and uh, what do you? If you think it's fringe, uh, half of this fight class. Uh, have you heard about this fight Saturday night? What you mean, uh, Floyd versus Conor McGregor? Make the most money ever. So I mean, you can. I mean, MMA fringe, but. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it, quite a few people follow it. Yeah, I don't think it's quite Ali Frazier. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's just not that. This is like a, this is a spectacle. This is like, you know what this is like? This is like Thunderlips versus Rocky in Rocky Three. Do you know Rocky Three? When Hulk Hogan fought Rocky? Right, right, right. Yes, yes. That's what this is. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's just a, it's just a spectacle. It's not a real fight. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, I agree with How you. How much money did you bet on Floyd? How much money did you bet on Floyd? I have a lot of money on the under nine and a half rounds. I have a lot of money on it. Oh, I thought I thought you bet money on uh, laying money on Floyd at six to one. That I, I like the juice at minus one sixty at under nine and a half rounds better. Oh, okay. You're going to be very disappointed when it goes. I know. Twelve rounds. I know. I'm already. It's going to be just like the Marquez fight where Marquez doesn't lay a glove on Floyd the entire fight, but nobody gets hurt. I know. I'm already worried about it, but I just can't see. I just really hope McGregor is aggressive. Let's just say it's by far that was the most amount bet. I've ever bet on, on, on a sporting event. By far. This will be a, a lot adding to the long list of massive losses that you've had on this podcast. Well, thankfully, you will help pay for it uh, with the with the. I'll uh, pay for 400 of it. I'll be paying for 400 of it. Right, right. Yeah. 400 of it because you're going to lose that Darvish Kluber bet, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, are you? Are we on delay? Are you? We kind of like get. Are you? Am I delayed? We're kind of talking over each other because there's a delay. Is there not? I hear you fine, like normal. All right, I think I think you're a little slow. Well, <laughs> that's in general, right? Right. I think it's a combination between the synapse firing slowly and then the delay on the internet. Anyway, we'll keep it going. When it's not that bad. All right. Well, well I'm really very, speaking of being slow and very very sad. Uh, is uh, your boy and my boy Odell Beckham. Man, I was gone, like I said, out of town, and all I got, kept getting were these text messages, and obviously I spent the most money on him in the Stopa League. What are your thoughts on on him? Where Would you change your draft rankings? Uh, what do you think? No, no, he's fine. I, I, I read the local news sources and stuff. He thought, it, you know, he was worried when it happened. He got better really quick, sprained his ankle. I don't think it's a high ankle sprain. I mean, you've rolled your ankle playing basketball, and it like, really hurts for a second, and you kind of walk it off. He jogged off the field. He wasn't even put in a boot. He was in a wrap. They'll ice it. It'll be a little swollen. They'll probably hold him out of the rest of the preseason. He'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not particularly concerned. It's funny they said ankle because I swear that looked like I was worried more about his knee. But yeah, okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not super yeah, worried either. Exactly. Weird they also tested him for. I wouldn't sweat concussion. it. Concussion. Okay. All right. Okay. What about one of yeah. our guys, John Brown? What are you doing with his ranking? I know. Well, I. I look. I, I actually really want to get more shares. Although I only have one more draft, which is the Evans Wavos, which you're in also. Uh-huh. Here's here's the thing. I have so many shares anyway. There's really no point in forcing it. But you know, I liked him up for many reasons. I thought you know, if he's the guy from 2015, now that he's healthy, 
offense is his. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's basically a glorified tight end, and they need someone to stretch the field. They throw deep. He's got, you know, 4-3 something speed. And they were comparing him to Marvin Harrison and T.Y. Hilton two years ago. So now he gets this sickle cell thing. He gets the cyst drained from his spine. He feels like a million bucks again. He's doing well. And then he gets his quad injury. Big deal. Half the league has some sort of soft tissue injury in, in training camp. And you're like, all right, fine. He has a quad injury. Everyone's like, oh, this is why you got to back off him. He's got this quad injury. And I'm thinking, that's stupid. You know, what, what, what does this have to do with anything with his sickle cell issue? And now I'm reading things like, oh, he's slow to heal because of the sickle cell issue. That's why he's still Literally, not over it. Bruce and I wonder. Out and saying that. I mean, his coach is saying that. Yeah, Bruce Aarons is being a baby. He's like whining about his receiver core. It's like, look, the dude has a quad problem. Like, let it heal or just cut him if you don't want him. I mean, but just don't whine about it. What, you have a receiver that's injured in camp? Big deal. You know, but he's being a baby and he's acting like, oh, we don't have anybody good. Here's what I would say. I, I on the show, I was, I was making the same rant and I, some uh, listeners said, no, the reason why the sickle cell affects the healing time is because it reduces the amount of red blood cells that get to the area. And so your healing is not as efficient. And that's totally possible and it's plausible, and I'm sure that has a basis biologically. But, you know, he, he never had these problems two, three years ago. So the question is, like, how active is this? You know, is this a thing that is affecting him all the time? Does it come and go? He seems to have his energy back, so that part of it's okay. So I don't really know. Maybe he just has a quad injury, and he and everybody else are just worried that it's taking a little while, like many soft tissue injuries do, regardless of whether people have sickle cell issues. And when he gets better, he'll be better. Or maybe his career's over because he just can't heal from a minor quad injury. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. But I just think that, you know, everyone's jumping to conclusions. And I I overdrafted him based on this new situation. But I think if he falls like the 10th or 11th round, then it's like, okay, I'll just drop him if the case is that he really can't heal. And if it's just a normal lingering quad injury and he's fine, like he seemed all year, uh, all, you know, since he got the cyst removed, then, then he'll be a huge steal. Right. Well, it's funny. Two months ago, the guys I was the highest on in the industry were Brown and Gillisley. <laughs> they both have certainly well, been Gillisley. That was dumb. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, yes, certainly looks not. That was it. That was idiotic. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. That was if really you were stupid. Higher. Who would you take? I mean, neither. I don't want to take one higher. I mean, you know. By the way, Gillisley's back in practice now, but I wouldn't take either one high because you just don't know. I mean, you could no, draft Gilsey in the fourth take, round. You, who would you take first? Straight up? Yes. Probably Gillisley, straight up. Okay. You know, still, okay. but right. I mean, it would be like 10th round. Right, right. No, I know. I, I, it doesn't look good there. Uh, and Brown, I, I still have some confidence. I'm with you. It's one or the other, though. He might just be done. <laughs> he just might be cut and like out of the league. Um, okay, so I know this is a very, very tired subject, but how insane is it? that Colin Kaepernick is still not on a team. It's really insane. I mean, you see Marshawn Lynch kneeling in the yes. anthem. You see Michael yes. Bennett. You see, like, you see, like, the white guys the putting leader. their arm around the other guy, yeah. you know, that's, that's kneeling there. I mean, people know. People know this is a real thing. You know, people know there's cops shooting black people who are unarmed, and it's, like, a big problem. And for an athlete to speak up about it or make a protest that's not advocating violence, advocating anything except, hey, let's bring attention to this, it's obvious, right? But... The thing is, the NFL has dug in on this, right? They they don't want they don't want Kaepernick to come back with no consequences and open the door to, to everybody just doing it. But it may be happening anyway. People may just be doing it anyway, and the NFL just needs to realize: look, their players are not they're not robots, right? They're human beings. They're capable of independent thought as much as the NFL doesn't like that. And hopefully, this everybody doing it will just make the NFL realize: all right, well, there's no point in punishing Kaepernick anymore because you know we're it's not affecting anything. The only reason why I think they're still punishing him is because he's the one that started it. So they're stuck with all these other guys who are already signed doing it. 
but they want to still send the message. Hey, if you're starting something new, some sort of right. conscious awareness or new protest, trust me, there's going to be hell to pay. You're going to lose your livelihood. And, and maybe we'll have to live with this kneeling during the anthem because the cat's out of the bag. But whatever the next thing is, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're going to discourage that. Yeah, no, I know. I actually, uh, again, I think it's obviously talked about a bit, but in a way also underrated. I mean, it's just absurd that, that if, if people really don't think right. he's one of the 64 best quarterbacks in are, the NFL, it's just... It's, it's an are, are you going to bid on him in Stopa? I should, huh? I really should. Yeah, two-quarterback league. I, I well, not, no, no. You know why? I, I actually don't think he's going to get a job. I, I actually think... I, he, I'm gonna, I'll put a small bid in. Okay. I'm going to put a small bid in. Right, well, I, I, think probably, the, I think... I think you're faking me. I don't. I, I, you, you, a real man would put uh, a small bid on him, but I don't think he will. A real man puts a large bid. <laughs> a real man does. By the way, let me circle back. We we went over the. I talked about the obviously the bones thing, but what did you think of the NBA trade, with Kyrie? Ah, uh, I'm don't don't make me talk about it. It's so all over Twitter. I've got nothing original does to say about it. Change the the favorite. I mean, it's pretty cool that the top two seeds, you know, in the yeah. in the conference. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's just everyone has their. Obviously, everyone says Cleveland won. They basically said the odds of winning stay the same, but okay. Cleveland got the draft pick. Okay, makes sense. Fair enough. That, that's that's fine. And, and that's wrong. I'll stick with that. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm not really like I don't have anything. I have nothing insightful to say, and it's like so many places to get that info, like get that analysis. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm sure Dre has something to say that's probably more insightful. Well, that goes without saying. But um, the uh, so the another real man would is you actually responded to me, uh, admittedly, in an email, and we're going to do the super contest again this year. Yes. Yeah, of course. I, I need you know I have money to light on fire. You know, I, it's over fifty bucks. What do I need that for? So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to do it. I, I just feel like until we win something, I think we have to keep doing it. Like even have to win the whole thing because that's going to take a while. But like, just we got to win something, and we'll keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll 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 obviously talk a lot about that during the NF season, but that'll be us picking our top five against the spread picks per week with a lot of money on the line, more than a million dollars, and that'll be fun again. So, um, what else to have for you? Okay. Well, I brought up your snarky column. Uh, you have to promote that a little. I mean, that's one of your, uh, I mean, one of your least worst columns. Well, thanks. What do you got? What do you got to say about it? It's it's decent. I mean, it was it was passable. Uh, what do you have to say about it? Uh, I will say this. Well, every year I write. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll say this. You just robbed me of my deceptive speed joke. That's fine. It's okay. You can take credit for it. I have robbed that from you for like five years that I've done it. Yeah. Every year I write this column and it's the hardest column to write because you're basically making jokes for 150 players and you're subject to like what they've done in the offseason, you know, what crimes they've committed, weird things about their name or their history or their team or whatever. And, you know, for maybe 50 to 70 of them, they roll right off the tongue. Like there's something ridiculous about them um, that's obvious. You know, a guy who smokes weed or something like that, it's easy to make a joke about. But then there's just some like generic guys who haven't been criminals or anything, and you've got to make up something. And I take, I spend a long time on it. And every year I read the jokes, and I'm like, eh, these aren't that good. This is the year that it's kind of lame. And I'm always a little nervous to publish it, because it's like, I don't want to publish something that's just kind of lame, just goofing, but not really funny. Right. And I'm always nervous, but every year, like the feedback is good. Like I'm really like genuinely... Uh, surprised and happy that people think it's funny I, I honestly like i some of the years there's a few that i think are hilarious that people don't always agree are the funny ones but every year you know this year i was like eh, it's just okay but people seem to like it so I, I was happy about that well that's the thing it's like you have to do your top 150 so if you you're like oh i think these are funny but you, you can't skip them so so i understand what you're saying like it's your force to to all through that 150 but uh, yeah no it's very entertaining column and i recommend everyone read it all right appreciate it 
So what's up with you? Saturday is going to be a good sports day. I'm going to New York. Um, your brother lives there, right? Wait, wait. I'm in New York right now. What are you, what are you doing in New York on Saturday? National Draft Day. I'll be there from Friday through Monday. Uh, I'm actually out of town Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I'll be here Monday. <laughs> you leaving Monday on a plane? Yeah, Monday morning, yeah. So, all right. Of course, of course. Really? Uh, you're, you're, I won't but I am in New York, I'm in New York now for 10 days. We just got in last night, and I'm here seeing family, and then we're going back to Lisbon on the September 1st, but I, I'm in New York. Monday Connection breakfast, is, maybe? Uh, yeah, before the show. I'm actually doing the show at, uh, at noon, but if you want to go at like 10 a.m. to breakfast. Yeah, that'll Yep, yep. Let's, that'll let's, be, let's, let's plan on it. Yep. Let's do it. So what's up with you otherwise? What's up? I mean, dude, I just packed up my entire life, my entire house. You know, Heather, listen, so Heather and I, like Heather always overpacks, right? So I'm like, all right, let's ship some boxes. Let's see how much if we can find an affordable shipping thing. So it's like $129 for a 50-pound box. It's not too bad. So we get two of those and we ship all sorts of stuff we want to ship, okay? We store a lot of stuff at like, you know, Heather's mom's house and our neighbor's house and we pack up everything. And... We start, you know, walking out the door. Of course, Heather's got a, a bag that's way overweight that she has to pay 150 bucks for, like eight carry-on bags that they're telling her she can't put on the plane. I have like one little suitcase and a little carry-on that I one check bag, one small carry-on, and I'm like, how do you have all this stuff? That's the whole reason we shipped the stuff was so that we wouldn't have all this stuff, and we left like tons of stuff in Portugal, like all our winter stuff we left there over the summer. So, and obviously, there's no point in bringing winter stuff back for the summer, and yet somehow. She has the maximum it's possible for a human being, and that's two human beings because I'm included, to carry even though we ship stuff. Like had we shipped nothing, she'd have exactly the same amount of stuff that she has now. You know, it's just one of those things where you know, when you have to schlep to the airport and then you, you're stopping somewhere like New York and you get all your bags out and back into the city and then back on the airport. You know, it's a real hellish thing. So you've got to be able to consolidate. You've got to have some efficiency when you're packing. You know, uh, you're 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 actually talking to the wrong person, and I'll admit it. Uh, so I, I just told you I wouldn't stay at uh, well, w- n- not at his house, but hung out with Brad Evans in Denver uh, for one night Sunday, yeah. and I checked a bag. One night, right? I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's bad. But I'm telling you, that's when awesome. you're doing an international that's move, that's bad, right? I have a backpack with me, carry on, and yet I still checked a bag because I don't know, like, I need contact solution and and all the liquid stuff. I just don't want to deal with. Yeah, I don't know what liquid stuff you're talking about. Liquid, what? You have like a your your bottle of liquid LSD that you need to take every day? Well, that too, that too. But I, like I said, contact solution. You know, I don't have a small toothpaste and, and, and you know whatever that that stuff. Suit yourself, man. I, I I just really feel like when you're traveling internationally and you've got a kid and you got all these bags, like you want to go light. Throw all the winter stuff. We ship stuff. I thought, okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna go nice and light. Bag on the shoulder, a bag to check. We're good. But no, it's like 600 bags, baggage cart. By the way, they charge you for the fucking baggage cart in, uh, in the U.S. Like in Portugal, you just get a baggage cart. Like why are they making money off a baggage cart? That's just something that should be standard in the airport for people who have lots of the bags. Like why, why do you have to make a profit off a baggage cart, the airport? No, for sure. I mean, you, you, you wrote the great column, too, just saying how much uh, more efficient than the, the airport should be. It's, it's literally something that has not evolved in 45 years. It's, it's absurd. Well, what they've done, the innovation they've made is what they're doing with the rest of society, which is basically TSA pre, which is now getting crowded. It was great in the beginning when you know, nobody did it, and you just walk right through. Now, there's a line for that, too. But basically, their solution to everything is, okay, things are really bad. 
let's just make a premium area for the richer people and it won't be as bad for them. And they're the ones who, when they bitch, they actually have some, some clout and some power. So they'll stop bitching as much and then we can just keep it even more hellish for everybody else because it's the same amount of resources. Just now it's like unevenly divided. There might be two, two lines for 10% of the people on TSA pre and four lines for the 90% of the people uh, who don't have it instead of six lines for the 100% of people, right? So the, the rich have it okay and I... Look, I paid for that. I, okay, I'm, say, I'm going fair, that way. You're it's, the one. Um, you're 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 one on the left, right? You are one that are going there. Oh, I I paid for it. It's the best hundred bucks I ever spent. Right. But it is not a solution to the problem of air travel. It is simply a solution to the political problem of people bitching about air travel, right? Because the people right. who have the clout and the money now it's it's bad, but it's not as bad as it was, right? And the people who are really in hell and even worse, they don't have any clout. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's crazy. I I dealt with some people jumping in front of me in line, and then it's just you just have to be calm and patient. The the worst feeling is being late for a. Flight. We were yesterday. No it was what, it was we, hell. I, I just I was so pissed. Like, like so they they basically our flight was delayed three times, and they texted us to say you know it's it's two thirty, it's three thirty, it's three fifty, and then we're on the way to the airport, and they text me it's three twenty seven. It got bumped up twenty three minutes. Well, that's fine if you're at the airport. It's not fine if you timed your trip to the airport to that's, price that's, in a delay that they crazy. sent me a text for. Yeah, that's... that's so crazy. I'm like, what the... F-? You know, so now we're like scrambling and there's all this traffic right around the airport and there's not enough people and these Europeans ahead of us were taking like an hour at the desk. I was like, dude, just check in. Just go. It was really crazy. And we, we, we made it and it was hell, but it's like never go in the other direction. You know, like once you say it's delayed, people oh, are going to rely on that. And they're like, oh, well, you, you still got to go to the airport. You can't use the delay to to delay your, you can't. And I'm like, what? Like, you, you, I'm. If I can delay eight hours, I'm supposed to go to the airport just in case it might be forwarded back up. No, no course. way. No, like that's, that's just not a. Yes, that's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's bad. The policies are, are ridiculous. Agreed. Yeah, I mean flying is tough. No, I mean, so uh, uh, anyway, I'll, maybe I'll see you in New York. Though. That'll be interesting. That'd be fun. Let's get some breakfast. Yeah, let's hang out in New York. Cool. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. All right. You got any big, big football substantive for me? No, not really. Uh, that was it. The main things. Uh, I, I actually want to uh, next week. Yeah. Um, hold on. Say hi to Tom. Hold on one sec. Water. Water. All right. So we got uh, yeah. We got a comedian in the family. I just, okay. just say hi. It'd be nice. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Hi. Hello. All right. That's Sasha. Hi, Sasha. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Water. I don't know if this is going into the final. Uh, Oh, final edition. But I was we'll, going to we'll next week. I'll, yeah. what, what I'll do is I, I'm thinking. I know you don't like the uh, normal type formats, but I kind of want to go over some over unders next week. Do you want some water? That too. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's getting that, that may stand. I have to think about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, there's been nothing going on in the prison. No one got hurt. I mean, who's hurt? There's like Tannehill and Quincy and Unwa. I mean, there's no real injuries. There's nothing going on. Luck is an ongoing injury, but like, yep. there's no news. It's just noise. Everything's fucking noise. I, I'm really like my Twitter. It's like, who gives a shit? I mean, it's a preseason drive for Marcus Mariota. He's in his third year in the league. What do you care how yeah. he does on his drive? No, totally agree. Yeah, I mean, as, no, as long as Beckham's healthy, then we're good to go. Uh, but like I said, let's talk some over unders and like Super Bowl odds and stuff like that. Next Sounds good, man. We'll see if this is salvageable because the uh, connection was garbage, right? And so was the content. Well, and so well, that was the company. On you, as usual. Okay, man. All right, later, Liz. Okay.